Ladies and gentlemen, good evening. And welcome back. This is Triple Play Tuesdays, and I am your host, Shane Moore. Brought to you by 365 Sportscasting. There is no off-season out here. Thank you for tuning in tonight. A pretty exciting show coming up for you. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Triple Tuesdays. You can always email into the show, too, if there's something you want to talk about. Maybe you don't agree with me. Maybe you do agree with me. You can share an email that will come straight to us. Email TriplePlayTuesdays at gmail.com. Tonight, we're going to talk some wolves. A lot of wolves, a lot of wild. Start with a little baseball. Welcome to March. March when spring training games are supposed to be played. College baseball's back at all levels. High school baseball tryouts. In the great state of Minnesota, or probably right around the corner, within a few weeks, I would imagine. Normally, we would have Minnesota Minnesotans flocking down to Fort Myers this time of year, getting ready for spring training and to watch their twins play. Not so fast. We're not there yet. Baseball continues to let us fans down. And one organization letting Derek Jeter down. Just yesterday, Derek Jeter announced that he would be stepping down from his duties as the CEO of the Marlins after five years. He had said in a statement that the organization no longer has the same visions is when he took the job five years ago. Interesting. So you lost Derek Jeter. If you're the Marlins, thank God this isn't the Twins. Why, you may be asking yourself. Because you didn't want to spend money to win baseball games. You don't just plant Derek Jeter's name in your organization and then not win. That's why he's there. That's what the Jeter name means after all. It's about winning. Now with the lockout, I get you know, baseball's a business at that level. Completely understand that. And I told you just a few weeks ago, ladies and gentlemen, that the players were going to try to turn you on the owners. And if you look at Twitter or any social media at all and follow any of these athletes, you'll see just that. 
they're coming out and saying how you know the owners don't care about the game the integrity of the game we deserve this we deserve that don't listen to them folks they are just as much to be blamed for for us not having baseball and spring training being on a delay pitchers and catchers not reporting just as much on them as it is on the owners the sport needs to be played now the owners need to come together and realize that yes it is a business and, and if you're the Marlins no you probably shouldn't be penny pinching for all of the the revenue that you do make. And these owners that own these teams, they're not they're not like what the Steinbrenners were, where that was a baseball family. In the true sense, where they made their living through baseball. They had to sell tickets. They needed to have hot dogs. Soda and beer couldn't run out. That was money in their pockets. We don't have that anymore, okay? That's done. That's gone. Professional sports teams now are investment opportunities for the super rich. We're, just, we're going through that right now with the Timberwolves. Is Alex Rodriguez going to become a basketball guy? No. It's an investment. I'm still not convinced he's not looking at it as an investment to move that team somewhere else. Las Vegas is a pretty happening spot. And as sports gambling and as gambling in general isn't looked upon so negatively we continue to grow gambling. It continues to become more accepted throughout this great nation. Vegas isn't such a scary place all of a sudden to have sports teams. Why wouldn't A-Rod move them out there? I don't know. Just trying to keep you on your toes, folks. But here's the issue with baseball. Like I said a few weeks ago, if you weren't paying attention, pay attention now. The players are going to take to social media. Former players, current players, and they are going to make you think that these demands that they're asking for really aren't a big deal. Some of them aren't. Some of them aren't. And when they get on there, they're going to be reaching for your heart. They're going to be telling you about how it's them versus these billionaire owners. These, these small multi-millionaires taking on the billionaires. And don't kid yourself if you don't believe that. Listen, there are some really good things that they're trying to get done as players. Players Association. One of them being minor league. Uh, not only just facilities, but pay. That's a great thing. But these guys are millionaires. They're watching out for themselves. Those are the guys that 
that the players union really listens to all right they're not going down to Pensacola to see what the single A guys want or need now I know I sound very very uh, pro owner in this the owners aren't out of it either the owners are complete fools if they are looking at this as an investment in long term now we've seen sports franchises do nothing but grow money right but we're going to go back to that you're hurting the game you're hurting yourself in the long term Now you can look at this from the outside all you want. And you can side with whoever side with whatever party you feel like. I don't care. I'm just telling you that both sides of the party are doing you wrong. And of course you're not hearing from the owners, you're gonna hear from the players. They're not helping you either. As a fan, as someone that cares about the game in its purest form, not getting paid just want to sit down and watch some ball these players aren't helping you okay so stop sticking up for them you don't owe them anything quite frankly I, I really don't care how much money Max Kepler makes yeah it's great that we signed Buxton I didn't care about the dollar amount at the end of the day I just want to see that stud running around center field making unbelievable plays. Crushing the ball. Making a Texas leader into a double. That's what I want to see. I don't care how much his checks are. It's absolutely unbelievable to me that these two parties have a hard time sitting down in the same room for more than 15 minutes at a time and then just turning around and walking out sports are for the fans it's for me and you that's what sports are for they're entertainment that's why I come on here an hour a week Let's talk to you about something entertaining. Something fun. It's an opportunity to get away from everything else that's going on, even just for a little bit. Lord knows we got a lot going on in the world right now. So let's get baseball going on. That's my rant on baseball for the night. We're done with it. We got nothing to talk about twins-wise. Other than that, they need pitching. <laughs> I'm going to say that every week until we sign someone not named Bill and Bundy. Let's talk T-Pups. Let's go ahead and talk a little bit about the Wolfskis. There's been a bit that's transpired with the Wolf since we last talked last Tuesday. Some good and some bad. Let's 
start with the good, though. Wolves last week beat Memphis. D'Lo had a great game that night. Memphis, one of the better teams in the NBA. D'Lo in his last 10 games, er, in his last 10 games, is averaging 21 points, 7 assists. That's what we need out of D'Lo right there. Big cap. Three-point competition, winning champion, undisputed champion of the NBA, Carl Anthony Towns. Last 10 games, 24 points a night, 11 rebounds. Dude's averaging a double-double. And oh yeah, he's 40% from deep. Dude's got going on. The Wolves in the last 10 games are 6-4, which basically, I mean, let's get honest. At any point in franchise history, 6-4, that's a good run. We'll take that all day out here. 6-4 in this league. You know what that gets you? The playoffs. Oh, yeah. A lot of good stuff about the Wolves here. If they play, say, 500 ball the rest of the way out, they'll, they'll win 43 games. Be four games over 500. Be the first time they're over 500 since Jimmy left. Was that 2000? It was the 2017-18 season. Back in the playoffs. Once the Wolves do hit that 40-game threshold, it'll be the 11th time in franchise history that they've done that. And we'll slowly start creeping out of being the worst franchise in all of sports. Slowly. It's going to take time. We might not have time in our hands. But they're going to get out of it. I think at this point, the Wolves, every single season, the expectation needs to be that they make the playoffs. That's step number one. Make the playoffs every single year. That should be the expectation moving forward. You have a big guy that can shoot. D'Lo, while he may not be one of the top five point guards in the league, he's a good one. And you got Anthony Edwards, who we'll get to that here in a second, but he has the makings to be one of the elite superstars in the NBA. So the expectation for Moving forward, after this season, playoffs every single year. Without a question, without a doubt. 41 seasons every single year. I'll tell you what, you do something like that, that team ain't leaving town. No sirree, Bob. I still don't trust that Alex Rodriguez guy. Mm-mm, no way. You're going to have to keep a careful eye on him. 
saw Mark Rosen was hanging out with him courtside. Uh, what was that game Friday night, I believe, against uh, 76ers? Keep an eye on him, Rosie. So that's the good. And we'll get back to some more good, but you know, I don't want to be a purple dinosaur on here. I'm, I'm not, not a huge homer. Try not to be anyway. I want to be a realist as much as I can. So we got to touch on some of the bad. And honestly, it starts with my favorite guy out there, number one, Ant. Ann Edwards. Oof. Was his girlfriend? This dude's been struggling to shoot the ball against Memphis. And what was a great win for the team. Phenomenal win for the team. He shot 1 of 11 from the floor. Total of 5 points. Woof. That 76ers game, he ended with 15. He went 5, what, 5 of 13 from the floor. And I was watching that game, and I swear those 5 shots probably came late in the third, early in the fourth. Kind of started to figure it out. Went on a little bit of a run there to get to that 15 number, but it's been tough. He's been shooting the ball pretty rough, which is okay. Totally fine. He's a young man. You know, that's one of the biggest criticisms for some of the studs that first come into the league. Ah, he's just not that good at shooting. People used to say that about LeBron. He was just a young pup playing out there in Cleveland. Boy, he can get to the racks. Too bad he can't shoot real well. Just part of developing. Ant is the future, and I know we're all excited about that. He's out there just trying to dunk on fools. Giving us the best post games we've had here in a while. With this 6-4 and four run that the Wolves have been on, the Nuggets have been better. I've been saying I want the Wolves to catch the Nuggets real bad. They're making that harder and harder. They're now four games ahead of ahead of our puppies. LA Clippers are just a game back, nipping at our heels. Clippers got a three-game winning streak. They just beat LeBron and the All-Star cast this last week out there in LA. So you hear all this. Normally when you hear all this stuff, it's pretty scary. It's like, oh gosh, here we go. The heartbreak of not making the playoffs, it's a coming. Ah, don't worry. Don't worry. Seven games ahead right now of the Pelicans and the Trailblazers, so we're fine. We've been playing some real good teams. Six and four the last ten games. Mm-hmm. I'll take that. Ant did have a crazy block 
in that game against the 76ers. Just came streaking down the court from out of nowhere. Decided I'll jump to the top of the backboard and block this bad boy. I'll do it all out here. So if they can play 500 ball here, they'll get to that uh, that magical 40 mark, be over 500. Again, that, that at this day and age, the, the mark to make the playoffs in the NBA is probably about 500. We're going to see a team in it this year that's under, that's for sure. That 76ers game, though, thought there'd be more fans at the game. Not upset that there weren't, but with James Harden in his first game with Philly, I thought the place would be packed. Joel Embiid basically, I mean, he did whatever he wanted that game. He ended the night with 34 points, 10 rebounds, was 3 of 5 from deep. Just a bully out there. I tell you what, that's one of those guys... He's got to be kind of like an A.J. Pruszynski. You can follow me back. One of the classic lines with A.J. Pruszynski was, he's a guy you love to have on your team. You hate to play against him. Same thing with Embiid. I bet people, oh, Philly, of course. Philly, I bet, just loves him. And you know what? If he was wearing Timberwolves jersey, I'd love the guy too. hate when we play him, though. Oh, just... Just drives me nuts. He just he bullies. He's a giant bully. James Harden comes out, messes around a little bit, almost gets himself a triple-double. Instead, gets his 30th double-double of the season. Just a real quiet 27 points, 12 assists, 8 rebounds. Oh, hum. Probably a couple 13, 14 travels in there. But that's a very good team. A very, very good team that we played against. And, and quite frankly, the Wolves just aren't quite there yet. We don't have a James Harden. Cat's not in beat. As much as we all want Cat to be in beat, he's just not. James Harden, he's one of the best players in the league. Now we're going to have that with Ant. But give it some time. Give it some time. It's coming. It's coming. This Wolves team is going to surprise a lot of people around the NBA this year, I think. They got an upset in them. The 76ers, yeah, I mean, they're chasing the Bulls in the heat right now that top spot in the east currently slotted number three but they're good they got a lot of pieces and now with adding James Harden and getting Ben Simmons finally out of there they're they're a scary team they're they're a team that can contend Wolves 
Their uh, schedule doesn't get a whole lot easier here. Again, we record this show on Monday nights. And uh, they're on their way to beating Cleveland at Cleveland. Cleveland, another solid team. Fourth in the East, they're 36 and 24. Anthony Edwards had a big dunk again tonight. Just flew down the lane and, well, started dunking on dudes. It ain't going to get much easier for the Wolves after playing Cleveland. They come back to town and are going to have to take on Golden State. And Edwards uh, kind of figuring it out tonight, by the way. Shooting-wise, 7 of 13. He's got 17. It's in the fourth. Wolves are up four currently. We'll see how that one ends up. But shooting the ball from deep a lot better tonight, 42%. I believe last game we saw them shoot under 30. They kept saying on the broadcast how they broke some streak of double-digit three Three-pointers made. Shoot. Whatever. But Golden State's coming to the town. They are coming off. Their last game was against the Mavericks, where they blew a 19-point lead. Andrew Wiggins is coming to the town. I'm sure Target Center will be packed. Probably is right now for that one. Wolves this season are 1-2 against the Warriors. They've lost both of their road games, but one, the only game that they've had at home, when I say one, I mean they spanked, demolished, crushed, embarrassed, laughed. What other words can I come up with? 119-99. Took it to them. Protecting the home floor. People are loving it. But that's a tough game, right? Right? Obviously, the Warriors are one of the better teams here in the West. A good opportunity for the Wolves. They can pull this one off in Cleveland. Especially coming off of a game against the 76ers where one, I mean the refereeing was awful. I tweeted it out during the game. I've never seen so many blocking fouls that should have been charges. I mean Pat Bev, how that man isn't concussed and can still open both his eyes after the game? Shocking. That dude was getting truck-sticked up and down the court. Now, there was one where he was definitely moving and got absolutely hammered. There are like two or three in there that, no, not even close. I don't know what game the rest were watching. It was, it was a little upsetting. May have yelled at the TV once or twice. May have been sitting at a buddy's house, getting a little upset. We calmed ourselves down. 
Right. We, we pulled it together. Gotta be tough to be an NBA referee, though. My word. Especially when you're not good at it. And both coaches just going off on them. Players on every timeout walking up to a ref saying, hey. What are you blowing your whistle for, pal? What are you doing out here, buddy? I'm getting absolutely steamrolled out here. And you're calling fouls on me? What? Life gets a little bit easier here for our pups. Friday night they're at Oklahoma City. Put Nick Collison's J up in the rafters, baby. And they're coming home to play Portland. Portland's actually going to stay in town because they will be playing the Wolves again Monday night. So Saturday or Friday at OKC should be a dub. A Saturday night, coming back home, protecting your floor, playing against Portland. Then Portland's got to stay here, and it's it's not a back to back. Maybe on the schedule, but not in terms of rest which we know is super important for this team. They need their rest. They got to get the beauty sleep. They can't go out there and perform at that high of a level night after night. No, they can't. They need a break. Give it to them. They're getting it on the Lord's Day. Probably won't even have practice on Sunday. And Monday night, Portland's got to go back. wonder what Portland does Sunday. What do you do in Minneapolis nowadays? Maybe they go to Manny's. Photo. But then we got them uh, Monday night. So that could be three dubs in a row just this weekend. Then all of a sudden, the Nuggets start to come back in, in frame here. The picture starts to focus a little bit. See, now the Wolves, they've been on a tough little run. It's going to ease up. And when it does ease up, you take advantage of that situation. You don't have to play the back and back. That's huge. On its own, it's huge. The Wolves still beating the Cavs as I speak now. Trying to get that 33rd win of the year. Get them only seven of games, seven wins, I should say, away from the 40 mark. Right now, leaders for the squad, we got D'Lo and a1 from day one, both of 17 points. Vanderbilt leading in rebounds with nine. And Pat Beth. Give me a 
charge call it a block pat bet dishing out the ball tonight six assists on the night now there's a team that was on a on a tough stretch another one the pigs the wild State of Hockey went a little further north, had a Canadian tour. You know, I didn't see any photos of them wearing the Canadian tuxedo up there. If they didn't do that as a team, I'm going to question their leadership. Winning Canada, baby. Got to wear that tuxedo. They are playing the Flames right now. The Flames pounded. No other way to put it. Actually demolished the Wilds 7-3 on Saturday. Kaprizov. He did have a another goal. Coming from a very sharp angle. Not really sure how that one got in the net, but hey. Crossed the line, found the back of the net. That's all that matters, right? Another point for him. Gets them up to 63 points. Still in the top 10 in the NHL. Currently at 8th. Still tied with Ovi. But by the time Kaprizov scored that goal against the Flames, it was in 3rd. That made it 5-3. to three. So the Flames had the most dangerous lead in hockey. A 2-goal lead. Never understood that one. Two goal lead, the most dangerous lead in in hockey. You're up by two. I feel like one's way more dangerous. Can't make an oops a days then. You make a whoops. You're tied. Three to five, you make a whoops. Well, you can still make another whoops. And you're fine. Then you're tied. Still just doesn't make any sense to me. It was really over after the, after the second period. I mean, might have been over in the first. But uh, after two, it was five five to one. Gakkinen on the night had a had a tough one. Faced 33 shots, was able to stop 28 of them. Not really the numbers we're looking for there, but hey. Him and uh, Talbot are now split in time. In the last 10 games, it was split right down the middle. Five and five. I like that. Talbot, not a fan. You know what they should do with Talbot then? Huh? Huh? Said it last week. All right, everyone say it with me. One, two, three. Trade him. Trade him for a center. Any center. I just don't want another winger being converted over to a center. Not again. Do that a lot out here. The Canadian tour ends with the Wild coming home with a record of one in four. Loses of three straight. 
They're now tied for fourth place in the Western Conference, and they're in third where it really counts in the Central with only uh, two games in hand right now on the St. Louis Blues. The Blues are currently at 70 points. The Wild at 65. I may have gone to White Bear, but I can do that math. We are five points behind. Not going to catch them in two games, unfortunately. Nashville, they're hanging out at 64, but they got three games. They got three more games played than the Wild do, so not too worried there. When this team does enter Lord Stanley's Tournament of Tournaments, I've said it before, I'll say it again. The teams that make the deepest run in Lord Stanley's tournament. They have a good center and a good goalie. What do we got? We got two goalies split in time and a bunch of wingers trying to figure out what center it's. It ain't gonna work. But if you trade Talbot... sure you're still stuck with a an okay goalie I'd say above okay above average right is he going to be the reason that you win a, win a Stanley Cup probably not can he get hot though yeah we've seen plenty of goalies in the past get hot and uh, when it comes to playoff time they are able to carry a team. If you have great goaltending, it's pretty hard to lose. The object of the game is to put that little saucer, that puck, into the twine behind the man trying to stop you from doing that. And if the man that is trying to stop you from doing that is really good at his job and you're not tickling twine well then you're probably going to lose now the wild they can sneak it by anybody team can score but after a 1-4 road trip up north up north north it's got some people down here and the South North. A little scared. A little worried. Don't be. They're going to be fine. Could you imagine having to hang out in Canada for an entire week? Now I know that just ticked off probably half of the listeners that love fishing. Probably get a couple tweets, maybe a few emails, probably a couple texts saying... Dude, I'd love to be in Canada for a week. After playing hockey, friend, you don't want to go to Canada in February? Hell, people don't want to come here in February. You want to go further north? <laughs> Not me, friend. 
Not me, friend. Trying to go south. So it's not a big deal. It's a long road trip. You lose three straight. Big whoop. You got Calgary, Calgary tonight. The Flames coming to town. And they're back on the road. Take on a not very good Philly team. A not very good Buffalo team. Then they come on home. Sunday afternoon. A little matinee on the Lord's Day. Maybe the T-Pups will go to the game. You got Dallas. Flipping Dallas. I can't stand that Dallas will not give us the North Stars logo back. It's still just, oh, it just burns. little more than it maybe should at this point how upsetting not only do you take our team but you take one of the coolest logos out there with you and then when the state of this good sport the state of hockey finally has redemption gets another professional hockey team in a state that should never have had one leave? You don't give them their logo back? Are you kidding me? Oh, that's cold. Very cold. Now, I don't want to just roll over Philly and Buffalo here because thought the same thing of the Ottawa Senators. That was scary. We had a tweet asking the NHL if they'd check the nets. See if that crease maybe crept out a little bit. Got a little wider up there in Canada. To be fair, they measure differently than we do down here. Maybe there's a mistake. But going out to Philly now, I know in Minnesota no one likes Philly, right? It has more to do with the football team than anything else, but in the 76ers to just come to town and whoop up. So now it's our turn. Let's go out there. Whoop up on the ice a little bit. Philly's only won 16 games this year. 16, 26, 10. Yikes. Now, Ottawa was no better than that. We struggled mightily. But again, Crease could have been prepping. Who knows? At Philly, they'll uh, go over to Buffalo. There's definitely going to be no broken tables there. Probably some broken sticks. But we're not, uh, you know, there, there's Bill's Mafia. There's no Sabres Mafia. And there's a reason for that. It's because the Sabres are not very good at hockey. 
They're 16, 30, and 8. Friday night showdown. Yeah, no table's going to be broken. That is for sure. And then again, Sunday afternoon, the matinee. Kid seats are just five bucks. No, they're not. If it was Monster Jam, they would be, but not, not for the wild game. I repeat, kid seats are not five bucks for the wild game on Sunday afternoon. Not that I know. Now, if you find some seats that are five bucks, let me know. Tweet us. Let us know, because uh, we'll, we'll swoop them up. But it seems like the Wilder, I mean, they come home for, for a night, for tonight, and they're back on the road Thursday, Friday, and they finally come home again on Sunday or have another home game Sunday. Obviously, they'll come home before that. Yes, I know. It sure seems like the Wild are out on the road a lot lately, which is fine. It's all going to even out, and here's why. It's because basically March, March is a is a giant home game for the Wild. They got nine games in a row at home starting on March 13th. Half of the month is going to be at home. In the entire month of March, the Wild play on the road twice. Two time. Great scheduling, NHL. Wonderful. Oh, we love it up here. Getting down to the wire with games in hand. You're telling me that they get to play at the X for basically a month? Let's go. Don't give us the game in hands. Not if we're at home. The Central needs to get put on notice. Now we're too far back to catch the Lanch, Colorado. We can still make some noise. A lot of these games are on ESPN Plus, which is just great. You know what I think would be really cool? Is if some way, somehow, now obviously these TV contracts are huge massive deals especially for the owners of these teams and we know Bali Sports which used to be Fox Sports North Bali Sports have been in battles with, with cable providers streaming networks the whole shebang But honestly, I mean, with the sports and their blackouts and this ESPN plus malarkey, man, I'm just tired of it. I don't even know a provider to have at home anymore. You know what I want? I want to just be able to flip on the old tube, kick up the feet, find the game, and not wonder about what subscription or who I need to call be able to watch my favorite teams as a fan am I really asking for too much apparently 
as we mentioned before, Kaprizov is currently tied to Alex Ovechkin, someone that he admires, looks up to. Is a countryman of him from Mother Russia. Are tied with 63 points. Be pretty cool. And I know Ovi's aged, getting older. He's getting, you know, he's on the back end of his career. But pretty cool to have a guy on the wild that's even in the same breath as that man. Now, we're not looking at the entire career. All right. I understand that. Because to even have a player that can get as many points as Alex Ovechkin, I mean, we have actually never had that. It's a great thing. It's a great luxury that we do have. Zuccarello is the Wild's second leading point getter. He's got 53. That's tied for 22nd in the NHL. And that just right there alone goes to show you how good Kaprizov is. Without Kaprizov, our highest point getter is 22nd in the NHL. Now there's a lot of guys on this wild team that are having great seasons. And I by no means mean to diminish any of them by may stretch the imagination. This is a fantastic team to watch. They've been stellar all season. Besides this little hiccup up in Canada, but you know, no one cares about Canada really. But to have a guy that's top 10 in points, I mean, that just makes such a difference. Such a difference. Kaprizov, he's still on track to get over 100 points this season. I'm a firm believer in that he does that. He's more than a point a game a guy. Zuccarello is a great player, but to be 22nd in points. Now there's a long list of wild players right behind that. Another guy's having a, a good year. Alex Galagaske. Plus 27. And a plus minus this year. It's good for 11th in the NHL. I don't know how much people care about plus minuses honestly anymore in the NHL. Really have no clue whatsoever. I just like his name. Alex Galagaske. It's just fun to say. Say it with me one time real quick here. Alex Galagaske. Tell me that ain't fun. You know what's even more? Go into the bathroom real quick. Go find a mirror. Find a mirror. I'm going to find a mirror right now. Just watch. Just watch the way you have to say it. Alex Golagoske. It's great. It's phenomenal. It's an unbelievable hockey name.
the old man having a career year. But again, what the Wild need to do this year is they got to find a center. We don't need this tandem goalie stuff. We got one that you can get rid of. His name's Cam Talbot. Now the price for a top-of-the-line type of center, it's, it's high. It's real high. Something we're not going to be able to do. That's okay. Bill Guerin has been a fantastic GM for the Wild. What a, what a great find by the ownership group. I'm a huge fan of the guy. He doesn't minx words. He's straight and to the point. You know where the team stands with him at all times. It's fantastic. He's a great interview. If you have a chance to ever listen to any of his, definitely do. You'll know exactly where the team stands. You'll know what he's thinking, where he envisions the franchise, the organization to be headed. And he steers the ship mighty well. In what was going to be a rebuild year, we're seeing one of the best teams in hockey assemble. That's impressive. He's been a straight shooter. Up until recently. You've never really had to wonder, you know, if Billy Garen says something, if that's that's going to happen. But uh, there is something that that does start to linger in your mind. And it has to do with the centers. Dean Evanson has been doing a really good job kind of mixing lines and finding ways to get some of these these wingers put in positions where they're going to be successful at center. I mean, you can look at a guy like Ryan Hartman. Right? Not your typical center. But Marco Razzi. He my friends, is a very good center. A young man, only 20 years old, right now playing, I believe in the AHL. Another man from overseas. He's played two games this year, but we're not going to see him get over 10. Marco Russo said recently on a podcast, and I quote, I don't know how I can say this more often. Marco Rusi will not play more than 10 games this year. This is something I have a pretty good sense of. If Michael Russo says it, it's fact. But there's a center. 
young guy, born in 2001. Was drafted by the Wild in the first round back in 2020. He's going to be a guy of the future for the for this wild team. He's going to be a center that they can rely on. But it's not going to be this year. And this is one thing that, that I guess kind of pushes me the wrong way. We were told by the great GM that nothing would stop him. Nothing would stop him from chasing down Lord Stanley. Except, I don't know, maybe one of the top prospects at the position, you know. We want to make sure we can keep control of him for a little while longer. I get it. We do want him longer, but I want to win now. I want to win now. And that is what the Wild needs to be concentrating on right now, is winning now, because it's this isn't something that happens every year. You don't get these type of players every single year. Thank you all for listening this week. Again, follow us on Twitter at Triple Tuesdays. We love hearing from all of you guys, the good and the bad, in our inbox, our email inbox, at Triple Play Tuesdays, at Gmail. Then you ask him for more. You want that old jive swing? You take up all of the floor. I'm fine with standing at the edge of the door. You be the light. We'll see next week. Where the wild are at, they can get off of the schneid here. Let's take it back for this started. Sounds like Ant's gonna be clicking here. He's got the shooting touch back. FYI, Wolves did win tonight. As always, keep your eye on your bobber. Thanks for the rattle. We'll talk to y'all next week. Home when I step through front door, but instead I'm alone and completely unsure. And even though you're screaming out with the best of intentions, I don't get it. Why do you always gotta ask me to stay? Why you 